0: This is Paul Simpson, manager at Carlisle United and you're listening to the Blue Army Podcast.
1: My name is Jamie Devitt. My name is Maddie Robson.
0: My name is Chris Phillips.
2: My name is Paul Anderson. My name is
0: Mark Boyd. Hello. My name
1: is Derek Combs. My name is Toby Show-Silver. My name is Greg Abbott and you're listening to the Blue Army Podcast. Enjoy.
3: I was, uh, lads, both of you were there at the Bolton game this past weekend and uh, we all know that there was nightmares happening at 10 o'clock the night before as trains were being cancelled. Max, you were supposed to get yourself a train to the match on the day. Um, Have you got a travel story for us?
2: Uh, It's not as exciting as probably what you would uh, think, but yeah, we found out quite late on about the trains and uh, someone just had to... uh, take the hit and drive us down there so we ended up my mate jamie ended up driving us down there so it wasn't too bad it was just an hour an hour down the uh, motorway and then we got another train from preston up yeah. to horwich that was it
3: yeah yeah that's not too bad that's not too bad liam you you, you drove the whole way i got driven the whole way
2: yeah
1: well got driven yeah pretty much yeah. my dad went down with us so you know, it was very fairly easy compared to most people going down that day.
3: But these situations do seem to happen to Carlisle fans every now and again and it's always beautiful to see the outpour of help uh, without even being asked for the amount of people that are just start to offer lifts around without even being asked to offer lifts around. You know, there's people aren't even asking for lifts yet and there's people saying I can drop someone off if they're coming from Penrith or Brampton I don't mind swinging through to Carlisle and it just makes you feel proud to be a Carlisle fan when these kind of things happen because you get that sense of community and unity um, back and it, it just makes Makes you feel all nice and blue inside.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's Um, class. It's class. Saw a lot of it on Twitter.
3: Yeah, yeah. It was, it was rampant. It was rampant and it was beautiful to see. It was beautiful to see. I'll kick things off properly, lads. I'll let people know what's going on because they're probably missing a voice. How's it going? Welcome back to the Blue Army Podcast. This is, of course, episode 129. And I am absolutely buzzing to be joined by two thirds of the Cumbrian Brain Trust. One more than last week, but not a complete bunch. That's right. I'm talking about this week. Liam and Max, welcome back. We've done a swap routine, have we?
1: <laughs> They're just rotating all the players at this point. We were like, we're like Man City, just constantly <laughs> different lineup every week, you know. But it'll it'll be nice next week when we're all back.
3: Yeah, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. There's always extended open invitations for special guests to pop along as well. There's always the potential for somebody uh, to secretly pop in at some point. Um, And that's always exciting as well. But we'll uh, we'll move on, lads. And, uh, you know, we've got traditions around here at the start of the show. We like to kick things off. Positively and with a laugh, and at this time of the show, that can mean it's time for one thing and one thing only it's time for the Blue Army Podcast. Joke of the week is... Is I think he's trying to. It's the Blue Army,
0: Army
2: Podcast.
3: You get you get it. in when are we doing the live show, lads? Seriously, <laughs>
2: hopefully, <laughs> <Right>. soon.
3: <laughs> hopefully, soon. Hopefully, soon. Um, right, here we go, boys. Here we go. Um, what do you call it when you cross a centipede with a parrot?
1: I don't know what you call it,
3: it's a walkie talkie. <laughs> 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 oh, it gets worse. It gets not, the not the best one not the best one we've had so far yeah it's you know it gets what it deserves it gets what it deserves um, and uh, a good thing about this part of the show is that we get to pass the blame over very quickly to a different segment uh, and hopefully they'll pick things up for us it's time for the part of the show where we get to find out what's been happening here what's been happening there in the league one rounds up with Liam. Now we know who's going first this week, don't we?
1: I know it's it, it, <laughs> it's 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 a bit weird not having Wills here to last minute discuss who gets to go first. Um,
3: little chuckle brothers routine so neat, to to yeah. you is it you? Is it me?
1: <laughs> well, to be honest, it's, it's probably better that it is one person this week because there isn't really much to cover at all. To be honest, uh, apart from one crucial big piece of league one news. And it takes us ni- it's nicely over the, so- the part of the show where I uh, speak about a match from the game week. And that's at that Cheltenham Town have finally scored their first league goal, wait, putting wait. Um, putting an end to their <laughs> new record of most games gone without a goal. Uh, but yeah, they finally scored it and they actually went 1-0 up against Derby County, a team who we failed to even score past. So, you know, it's they've done it under very difficult circumstances. Um Despite that, they uh, they got pegged back quite shortly after by Derby in, uh, just before half-time. And the game finished 1-1, taking them up to two points, uh, sitting 24th in the table still. So, you know, it, it's a small positive, but it's a point they're definitely going to take against a very good Derby team, especially being where they are in the league. Um, they're still without a win. They're also still the only team without a win in the division. Um with the uh the second least actually going to Carlisle on two games one. Um, joint with Fleetwood and Burton. So they're gonna be looking to get that first win before long, and I'm sure it'll come. You know, things can literally only get better for Cheltenham. Um but yeah, on, on onto the game itself, it was definitely a game Derby will be very disappointed they didn't win in the end they had far more shots, the XG was 1.58 to 0.74 so Cheltenham giving it a good go themselves I suppose, they had some other good chances especially a really late one through Lewis Freestone um, from a corner which you'd, you'd expect them to do better with um, yeah and, and it, and it, despite them only getting a point Cheltenham will be very encouraged by that performance not rolling over and dying like they have done a lot of this season um. Despite conceding what, that's eight shots on target. Uh, Their the keeper was in top form to keep them in it, and it'll be an encouraging sign as they move forward in the next game against. Uh, well, Newport County technically next, but p- first proper game is uh, a can... <laughs> slight like by, by, by
3: that you mean, yeah, by that you mean the checker trade, bloody the EFL. Yes, Mickey yeah, Mouse trophy, trophy, not being a real game. <laughs> it's not a real game.
1: It's a glorified friendly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that about uh, covers it. There isn't hasn't been too much recently. Uh, there was one po- small piece of news covering more League Two than anything, and that's a uh, former Carlisle manager Keith Millen winning his first game in charge as a uh, interim manager uh, for Gillingham. You know they go up into third place now. Um, but yeah, that, that concludes the uh, the League One slash two roundup. No,
3: beautiful man. You, you took us away from the nice joke home. of the week, murky waters. Sorry, Max. What you gonna say? <laughs>
2: Nothing, nothing. I thought you had
3: something. Sorry, mate. But, uh, you know, it's beautiful because it's, you know, we get to find out what's been happening here and what's been happening there in the League One. Round up with just Liam this week. Thanks, Liam. Thanks a lot, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it might feel weird on your own, yeah. Um, but yeah, you've done a good job. You've done a capable job. And not a lot going on in the news. Uh, but Max, we're going to throw over to you uh, for the time of the show uh, where, you know, I, I, the, the one time I just couldn't think of a rhyme. It's Max's million pound idea. Maxi, go on, lot.
2: Thank you very much. Now, well, there's one person uh, on the podcast at the minute who's got quite strong feelings about, about this topic that I'm going to bring up today. So it's to have sort of alternative com- commentary. Oh, to... what a great idea. What a great idea. <laughs> who's thought of that one?
3: What a great idea.
2: Well, <laughs> yeah, alternative commentary. Obviously, there's quite a lot of voices around Carlisle United at the minute. Uh, you're listening to one now, obviously. And there is other ones, um, Cumbria crack, like you yeah. mentioned, is one. Um, so yeah, I don't know if you want to expand on what you thought about that, but I thought it was a, a great idea.
3: Well, I don't, I don't know like the ins and outs of everything, I really don't. Um, but what I do, I do remember it being like difficult being in Manchester and trying to tune into Radio Cumbria's commentary, uh, like from Manchester for, 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 for like merely well, just Radio Cumbria in general. Um, so They 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 need to update themselves and if they're not going to update themselves, it leaves room for this sort of competition for these people that have already got access to like streaming platforms. And you know, it's it wouldn't be that hard for somebody with a half-decent Instagram following to be sat in the east stands with the camera pointing at them and literally giving live commentary on the game over Instagram live. I'm pretty sure that's no different to what like Goldbridge does for like Man United. It's literally it's live commentary it's on your own channel um i just i don't know what the exactly the laws and the rules and stuff would be around it but for some reason i don't I think you'd be allowed to do it the okay. game.
1: i no? think you would have, have to for, well for one thing just so people around you don't get annoyed but uh you definitely can't film the game i know that for certain there's a, there's a lot of copyright laws and i think they'd probably yeah. stop you from recording that much yeah. if not you were after the, game, the itself. game but if you're for, talking for about like on a you. Uh, yeah, but if you're talking about like a Tuesday night kind of match where there's eye follow for it, and you're sitting doing it at home by yourself, that that would, you know, there's nothing stopping you from doing that at all. That'll be completely fine. Or if you, if you're living in a uh, Australia, or your uh your computer thinks you're living in Australia, then uh <laughs> that there's there's no stop. There's nobody stopping you from commentating from home the sort of three o'clock game. So if it, you know, it's, it's it's an opportunity there for somebody to do. Uh, maybe I'm not somebody sure about with... the ins
2: and outs of it but it seems yeah, like I, I would English bet stuff. they'd try and sort of put barriers in your way, I think. um, spe- Like, specifically doing it at the stadium, I don't think they'd like you doing that. You'll be able to do it um, on the ground, though. No. Nah. But maybe they would, I don't know. We haven't really... No one's looked into it, I don't think, but...
3: Like the thing, you don't know with new owners and stuff coming in, if you're like, you know, you offer to... Be able to spend a bit of cash because, for example, you know if you're doing something with say like Talksport, um, a bit more like official than what we do at the moment, just on the fan fan network, you know, um, you could end up with. Maybe a thousand, two thousand live listeners, potentially even more than that, and you build, you try and build into it, and you try and give people a little bit of diversity. And with that talk spot, I've already got sponsorships and advertisers, all that kind of stuff that they'll be able to negotiate deals with. So that money from those advertisements, it's set up to go, you know, pretty much into the club. So you'd imagine there might be some kind of deal that'd be able to get worked out. Um, but it's it's a case of somebody trying to do something new, I guess, and just trying to give like fans further down the leagues the more regular alternative sort of access instead of just going through the same sort of BBC model that we've been um, stuck on for so long. There's no reason why with the technology we've got, there's, there's streaming platforms that should be able to offer at least just audio commentary uh, for, for games. And, you know, if somebody like let's say, I don't know, who do we like? Let's say if, like, Jamie Devitt got together with John Coleman or something from the News and Star that, Liam, you spoke to recently, um, yeah. there'd be a lot of interest. And I reckon a lot of people would give it a go and they'd listen to it and, they, and they'd and give it a good chance. So if you put the right people in the right places, you know, you are splitting the pot away from the BBC, but the fans, we we deserve a little bit of choice. Yeah. You know, we deserve that little bit. It's nice, you know, it's, it's something a bit extra yeah. for us, isn't it? And, like, potentially if you did get someone good like you you get fans that might pay like a patreon fee for it and they'd rather subscribe and listen to that commentary for like £3 a month or £1 a game yeah and pay you know jabbo and someone else to and, and listen to something else you know you might you might you might end up with just something different i don't know
1: well the models definitely, yeah, definitely there a up in the market because man city do something very similar like uh, their man city tv kind of thing works. cuz I, I know paul simpson was on it Mm-hmm. Not so long ago, because they they often have, like, a an alternative commentary. It's on, the, it's on the telly, so, you know, which obviously wouldn't really happen for Carlisle. But, you know, if you want to do it online, like a club put out their sort of Carlisle TV or something like that, maybe on YouTube or maybe even after the matches, sort of, like, a commentary on the highlights, which, I, I, again, I don't know the law around where you get, like, like, fancy would get uh, Paul Simpson on as one of their good ex-players. We'd have, like, you know, like you said, or someone like that, uh someone the fans like, like like a John Coleman, like you said, but put it through a sort of YouTube channel set up by the club as like Carlisle TV, if you get what I mean? Mm. Like the model's there because Man City are doing exactly that, but it's just the thing of legislation with what rights do the EFL hold over the club? Can you do certain things? I know there's certain clubs that would struggle getting in. Like like, they couldn't just put BBC Radio Cumbria highlights over their highlights on YouTube because the EFL would have problems with that. Mm. Um, but if you're doing it purely through the club, I don't know what it would be like. oh, if you if you'd be able to do something like that. But clubs higher up are doing it, so I don't see why we would have too many troubles doing it, especially with new owners that de- definitely want to try and connect with fans more.
2: The interest would definitely be there from the fans. I think and like, like obviously we saw this weekend, sort of numbers that are willing to sort of travel down. And I think there is a buzz at the club at the minute, so I don't think there's a a shortage of interest at all. It's definitely be a possibility.
3: Yeah, it'd be nice to see something. Is is that that what you've got for us this week, Max? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, uh, you know, I mean, I have to apologise because it's the one time I just couldn't think of a rhyme. It's Max's Million Pound I Do. Beautiful boys. Well done. You've handled your segments really well. You've, uh, you know, shook off that ring rust because you've had a week off and uh, we're, we're well and truly uh, into episode 129 now. I'm going to do some blues news. I'm going to kick off with the x ex- Blues News, uh, which features former Carlisle United midfielder Adam Murray, who was unfortunately sacked this week by I, I call it Flyde. Uh, other people call it Field. Filed. Fliled. Yeah, <laughs> I call it Flyde. Um, but uh, yeah, and the uh, and 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 crazy enough, the uh, director of football down there as Liam would say, filed, um <laughs> is Chris Beach, and he's been put in caretaker charge of Filed and um, <laughs> you know, that's a little bit of X-Blues news. Uh, Liam, you've already covered the fact that they in other ex-Carly United managers related news. The fact that Keith Millen has went back into management over the last seven days as well. He was put in charge of Gillingham and got off to a winning start with them. Uh, So they're hoping to have a renaissance of their current league form and it looks like they've got off to the correct kind of start. And the last little bit of ex-Blues news is the fact that friend of the show, Jamie Devitt, who signed for Workington Reds this past week, made his Workington Reds debut uh, uh, he came on as a very late substitute and unfortunately it was too late to save Workington Red's FA Cup trophy hopes as they went crashing out just before the first official round of the FA trophy. Uh, 3-1 to hide. Or is it Hild? I don't know. Uh, Liam might have a different opinion. (laughs) I don't
1: don't know. (laughs)
3: To hide uh, United. Uh, Yeah, that's the ex-Blues news this week, gentlemen. And uh, there's an injury update as well. Uh, It was revealed that Paul Huntington has not only been sidelined just for a change of formation uh, to be strengthened, but the fact that he's had a calf injury, a recurrence of an old calf injury. Apparently it's unclear to see when he's going to be back in uh, and available for selection. It's been touted to be a couple or a few a few weeks, is the quote. Uh, so, yeah, it's very open-ended. But, uh, Liam, uh, before we dive into the match report, it's the change of formation from the 5-3-2 to the 4-4-2 that I'm going to ask you about a little bit later on in the match report. You had many opinions on this on Saturday night. But first, gentlemen, it's time for a word from our sponsors.
0: Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany, and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent To see how you can work, live, and move to the UK, picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. (laughs) <laughs> and and uh, and and uh, yeah, and
3: uh, we're back. And uh, yeah, just before I let Liam get his teeth into his opinion, there we're going to play everybody's second favorite game. It's time for FIFA higher. Oh, lower. Now, lads, me and Wills played uh, a special version of this game last week. We went a little bit further back in time uh, because, you know, Wills is a bit more capable of having that little bit more history. we went back to Carlisle United's <laughs> first feature um, during FIFA. But we're back in the main game now, lads. There's two years. So we're playing old house rules. We're going to pick things off where we left things. It's FIFA 19. You've had two episodes already. I do realise you're at a handicap, so you can play until both men are out completely, rather than until there's just one survivor left. Okay, so that nice gives one. you yeah gives you like an extra life back. It evens it up a little bit to make it fair. Uh, like I said, this is your third opportunity. The last time you completed a FIFA high or low, you did it within four episodes, so uh, this is to beat that score. Uh, we're going to pick things off where we left things last week and it was with Jamie Devitt who had an overall rating of 61. And uh, we've got about seven more names left on the list, gentlemen. And the next name on the lift list after Jamie Devitt <laughs> on 61 is Jason Kennedy. Uh, I'll let Max go first. Jason Kennedy yeah. higher or lower than Jamie Devitt.
2: Jason Kennedy, I think he was, I think he had an all right rating. So I think I'm going to go higher.
3: I'm going to go higher for Jason Kennedy over Jamie Devitt. Yeah. And you'd be correct, Max. Congratulations. Well done. I'm going to pass things over to Liam. And higher or lower than Jason Kennedy, Kelvin Atuhu. Right. Kennedy was
1: 63. I think a 2 was sixty one. So I'm gonna say lower.
3: I'm gonna say lower and Kelvin Atuhu two who is lower than Jason Kennedy. Well done, Liam. And we're gonna throw things right back over to Max as you guys are closing in on the gap. And higher or lower lower than Kelvin Atu. Arthur
1: Ganua. Ganua. <laughs> <That> was close. <laughs>
2: I'm gonna go lower, I think. Oh no,
1: oh
3: uh, well, I have to let you lock it in now. Like Liam's tried to give you a big, healthy hand.
2: <laughs> That's good, yeah. I've got I'll, I'll go with it. it allowed. is,
3: it is. You're saying lower, but unfortunately, you are wrong, I'm afraid, Max. So you are out, and it's gonna hang on Liam to try and clean the rest of the house. You've got four more names after this one, <laughs> so we're saying higher or lower than half a G- half a ganua. ganoa nice. ganoa right yeah, okay got article. it connor simpson
1: <laughs> right okay um ganoa was 64 i think connor simpson was like really bad i think he was like low 50s but i don't know so i'm going to say lower
3: i'm going to say lower for connor simpson who was on loan? From Preston, you'd be correct, sir. Yes. yes, he was lower than Arthur Ganoa. So higher or lower than Connor Simpson, Liam Macaulay Gillespie?
1: Oh, Macaulay Gillespie.
3: Recently featured on Guessing the Player.
1: Yeah, Plymouth now he is. Um, I don't think there was any lower than Connor Simpson, so it's going to have to be higher. Although I'm I'm really not sure what Gillespie was.
3: Okay. So we're a little bit in no man's land, but we are saying higher, and you'd be correct. Well done. You've got two more left to go to clean house. And get this within three episodes and beat your last record. Higher or lower than Macaulay Gillespie. Liam McCarran.
1: Oh god. Um both low rated, I think. Liam McCarron? He was a left back. He, uh, he went to Leeds. Now it's Stoke. What was he in FIFA nineteen? Um, then...
3: <laughs>
1: I'm Max gonna has have given to see. Major
3: it. assistance
1: <laughs> I'm been. Actually, I been looking at the screen. <laughs> <laughs> That's Max rapidly points downwards now. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know the thing is though, like. Max is clearly indicating um, lower. But I don't know. But I'm going to say lower.
3: You're going to go with Max who's already out. But it would be correct. So well done. I mean, there's only one left. So we're not going to be able to play this next week anyway. But hopefully you can get the correct kind of exit, you know, and clean house here. Liam McCarron. Lewis Gray. Higher or lower than Liam McCarron?
1: Oh, um, Lewis Gray was. Was Lewis Gray good? I think Lewis Gray was fifty-three. Adam Collin was sixty-one, and Lewis Gray was a lot behind him. So, Lee, but I don't know. I don't know how good. I genuinely don't have any idea how good Liam McCarron was. So I'm gonna say, um, lower but I think I'm wrong. Lower, but I'm wrong.
3: You're going to say lower for Liam McCarron to end things on a positive note and within three episodes with a big tick at the end. You'd be wrong, I'm afraid, mate. Liam McCarron was (laughs) Was fifty-six. Lewis Gray was 55. Yeah, Unlucky, gentlemen. But yeah, you know it's over within three episodes. So technically, you've you've won. You know, if you were going to like give it give it a grade, it'd be like you know if it was like a C minus or something. You know what I mean? It's like it's not it's not C plus. You know, it's 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 a bad way of winning. It's just a pass. Just a pass. You've just passed the line. You've got it over the line. But you have done it within three episodes. Um, I'm I'm sure you'll be able to improve on things. We'll have a brand new. Uh, year of FIFA on next week's episode where potentially you could be back to full strength uh, as well with Wills also joining us lads we're gonna move on to the match report and as we always do I'm gonna give you the Carlisle United starting lineup for the game which featured Thomas Holy and Nets Finnback Sam Lavelle John Mellish and Jack Armour across a back four with Alfie McCall Callum Guy and Owen Moxon in a midfield three with Sean Maguire Joe Garner and Jordan Gibson playing as a front free. Now, Liam, we've obviously changed formation from five at the back to four in the back, uh, putting the extra man up front and not necessarily in the midfield. And you were singing the praises of this tactical change on Saturday night after that result at Bolton. So uh, why don't you talk us through how this has impacted Carlisle United going from a back five to a back four
1: yeah well Saturday night I know I was drunk rambling like a madman um <laughs> trying to work out formations with empty bottles on a table in Carlisle but um <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah I I just think that I genuinely think sometimes a back four, despite having not as many men, can be more defensively sound than a back five. Because, especially in the case of when you've got a player like John Mellish there, because in a weird sort of statistical... And this is more of a theory than an actual fact, is the average pace of the back four when you take Huntington out is a lot higher. So you take away his defensive responsibility Huntington's and you've got Sam Lavelle and John Mellish and especially John Mellish is a lot lot faster than Huntington and balls over the top that might have been in a Paul Huntington area of recovery and now John Mellish is and especially with that you can now play a lot higher line because you you have that pace in a more range of areas at the back to try and get back for now that's what I was trying to trying to weirdly put across last night um <laughs> that's that's no. not a that's not a, a, a um an observation or anything like that that's just a, a sort of theory that i came up with that where like you sort of average pace because of people having been given different responsibilities in a back line means more than like ind- individual pace of players but um what what it does in terms of going forward is it allows you to have more players on the overlap like you know you've got two wingers now instead of them two men through the middle you've now got the opportunity for finn back or jack armor to overlap from the wingers which were um jordan gibson on the left for some reason which was very strange you know he, he's very much a right winger he was cutting inside a lot from the left which obviously it worked um and then you've got the uh, sean Maguire on the other Wing with Jorgana leading the um leading the attack where you can now overlap more weight, which just wasn't possible in a 5-3-2. Now I, I, I like this formation. Um I think Amari Patrick will be fuming watching it because he left the club because we weren't using wingers, and now we're using wingers and we're using them very well, that he would have fit into the system a lot better. Um but yeah, I like I like the four the four three three slash four four two, which sometimes it turns into. Uh, with Jordan Gibson dropping back into like a wide midfielder, um, but yeah, I think it's I think it's a, a it's a positive change. You can you can play a lot more attacking football, which at the minute that's what we're sort of looking for.
3: Yeah and uh, max the midfield free is looking really settled at the moment um and obviously it's great that we've been able to find a place in the squad for Alfie McCalmont and uh, Jordan Gibson by using this formation um have you been impressed with Alfie McCalmont being reintroduced into the starting 11 and his performances
2: yeah definitely like I've, a lot of people I've spoke to since the game have like been singing his praises and stuff like that and um, I always kind of, when we got promoted, I did think he would be one of them if he did come back. Well, when he did come back, sorry. He'd be one of them that I'd really push on and kind of improve his game a lot. Because, you know, he, he was at Leeds for a reason. Uh, they obviously saw a lot in him. Uh, and I think he's sort of found his level now. And um, I'm quite excited to see how he progresses further throughout the season. But, yeah, I think he played a massive part in the game at the weekend. And it's it's good to see
3: bags of potential, bags of potential, definitely. Um, on the day, Carlisle United did get off to a very competitive start with Bolton. It was blow for blow. And unfortunately, it was Bolton that broke the deadlock. It was on the 28th minute and it took one of our own men to unfortunately slide the ball home. But there's a little bit of criticism around the fact that the, well, the midfielder that played the through ball that led to the goal had a little bit too much time to dwell on the ball and pick that pass but it was a very good pass put across the goal i don't think you can necessarily blame john mellis for this one he has to react really quickly there are players all around him and i mean attacking players all around him bolton players all around him, uh, attacking the ball. He's clearly trying to lift the ball over, or at least wide, of the goal. And, uh, I mean, it's just, it's it's got to him a bit too quickly. And it is a mistake, but it's it's almost forgivable, wouldn't you say, Liam?
1: Yeah, I don't think John Mellish will get any uh, real criticism for that goal. I think the, the blame for that goal, if you're going to blame anybody, has to go to Owen Moxon, because it's his man, that he saw, he he backs he backs off from for the uh, the Bolton midfielder to put a pass out wide where you really like like a Callum guy would would do it a lot better. He would push forward, try and stop that pass being played. A very easy pla- pass played out wide to the man to get the crossing. Uh, you know, at, at the time you look at John Mel, you think you have put on your own net, but in hindsight, it's probably more to do with the fact that when Moxon lets the uh, the pass be played from the midfield.
3: Yeah, uh, so unfortunately it did start, uh, the deadlock was broken by Bolton, but Carlisle United very quickly tried to get things turned around, there was a probing pass into the box from that eventual hat-trick hero, Jordan Gibson, which was headed away, and we saw some trickery from Sean Maguire that we've not really seen up until now, managing to jiggle in and out of the full back, get himself into the area and force a very, I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a, What's the word for it? A clumsy. It's a clumsy kind of challenge uh, from the defender. Uh, It's a penalty to Carlisle United. The man who steps up to take it is Joe Garner. And at that particular time, gentlemen, before Joe Garner missed the penalty, you'd be hard pressed to argue against the fact that it is Garner to take it. But it wasn't a very good penalty. And it was saved very easily by the goalkeeper. But I'm very aware that nobody really cares about this because obviously we all know what happened and Carlisle United went on to win the game. So we'll continue uh, towards Jordan Gibson's first goal, which was also... A penalty, a freakish penalty shout. Um, it's the sort of stuff that you kind of see in Sunday League. Um, there's, there's, there's a set piece from Carlisle United. Uh, the ball's cleared away from Bolton, put back into the Bolton box. Very high and very awkward to deal with. The defender, looking up, obviously, to try and make some kind of a headed clearance, suddenly takes his eye off the ball, which drops, you know, Glancingly against his forehead, off the ground, against his hand and on his face and just uh, makes an absolute <laughs> calamitous error which leads to a handball claim for Carlisle United who get a second penalty within the space of less than 10 minutes and this time it's Jordan Gibson who steps up and scores the penalty. Um, lads, at the time, you know, we, we spoke about this a little bit last week and I don't think anyone suggested uh, Jordan Gibson to be a penalty taker on the day um, I would have said maybe Sean Maguire and, but he took it really well didn't he uh, the best kind of penalties aren't the ones where you send the keeper the wrong way it's the ones that are unsavable and that's the kind of penalty that Jordan Gimson took isn't it Max
2: yeah it was a good one definitely looked very clinical like you said I was, I was quite surprised when he stepped up to take it I don't know if that was kind of a pre-arranged thing if you know Garner was to miss I, I kind of I don't believe that they planned any of it, to be fair. Uh, it must have just been a case of Gibson sort of volunteering uh, to take it after Garner missed. I don't know whether he sort of voluntarily um, gave it to him, but uh, none of us cared, did we, uh, after it went in? Uh, <laughs> it's funny It's funny getting two penalties. Uh, again, in this game, because obviously the games we've had recently, it's been, you know, we've had like two or three penalty shells. Um, I don't know. Was against Peterborough. And um, to get two in this game, actually given, was like, I mean, it's still not fair, but it felt like, you know, we kind of deserved it.
3: Um, and then then it was 1-1. It was just before half-time. So Simo gets the lads into the dressing room. Um, it did take a while for Carlisle United to then take the lead. It was the 70th minute. So obviously, as you were there, lads, uh, I'll, I'll go to you first, Liam. How were Carlisle United faring before the lead up to the goal? Or were, were we looking like it was always going to be us?
1: Yeah, I, I, I thought at that point, I, I, somebody asked me, would you take a point? I said no because I think we've been the better team, pretty much for the whole thing. I think even you know when they were one nil up, Carlisle still looked like the better team. Even in lead up to their goal, there's still been a lot of Carlisle chances. Um, yeah, I was I was in no doubt that we would at least get a point out of it, even even when we were one nil down, and even and then after the penalty, even more. I just I thought we were going to win it because we just looked like it was so much more dangerous with this new formation than we have been, pretty much all season.
3: Yeah, yeah. Max, have you got anything you want to add to that?
2: Yeah, I think well, Liam. Liam was mentioning the new formation. Like, I think it, like the the five at the back, um, kind of invites pressure a lot more than, than what we're playing now. Uh, and I think that's been beneficial to us because we're kind of on that seem to be more on the front foot instead of, you know, kind of inviting um, the opposition to have more of the ball and, and everything come towards attacking our net. So I'm I'm quite glad of the change. It's worked Good. well.
3: It's almost like they've they've got more of the 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 philosophies changed to to be more attacking, to retain the ball higher up the pitch, not to sort of like suffer and sit back and wait for the opportunities, but to force the opportunities. You know, it's it's a real statement of intent from from the manager and uh, everybody at Carlisle United to to change the ethos at this stage of the season, um, and it looks like we're going to be in for a bit more attacking based football for the rest or the remainder of the season. Season at least, because um, he, he looks like he's going to settle on this formation. Um, he likes the way it plays. The first time he was at Carlisle United when he made at least was well, a season into it, uh, you know, at least a year into the job, this was his settled formation. He likes 4 3 3. He's got a really good winning uh style of play within a 4-3-3 formation he's finally recruited to the point where he feels comfortable enough to be able to play that 4-3-3 and this is what i mean me personally um i've been waiting for this i've been waiting for simo to finally go back to 4-3-3 again we've seen glimpses of it in the past uh in in cup games uh in, in in tuesday night games when we've been forced through injuries to have to do it um we were a bit light on the ground for attacking options last season. There was long-term injuries for Patrick Edmondson. Um Toby Shaw Silva was out for a long time as well. Garner was every now and again taking knocks and out for a couple of weeks at a time. So we didn't have the options to play free up front at that time. But like, yeah, I'm excited now. Um and this this is this this is this is Paul Simpson football for three free to me. This is classic Paul Simpson football. Um and he, he will recruit more. Hopefully to base his team around the system, uh, at least I hope. Anyway, and then Carlisle United did eventually take the lead, as I did say, lads, uh, on the seventieth minute. It was an Owen Moxon corner that just floated outwards and waywards towards the edge of the box. But we've we've seen it before but it's never felt quite this good, has it? It's Jordan Gibson dancing away at the edge of the box and curling a dipping shot towards the keeper's back post. He scores worldies every now and again, gentlemen, but this one just looks absolutely spectacular. The limbs behind the goal feature both of you. Um, When it fell to Gibson, Max... When it fell to Jordan Gibson, were you thinking cross? Were you thinking shot? Like what? What was? What was the? What was the sort of like uh, shot. mentality at the time? Was everyone going shoot shoot?
2: <laughs> can't remember if everyone was shot and shoot, but that's what <laughs> I was thinking. Like the way he's been playing recently, it's like a diff- It's like it's like a different player, really. Um, I still can't believe he's only scored four this season. And he should have had definitely before this game way more than just the one he had. Um, so I think he's yeah he's definitely gonna you can expect more goals from him uh, from now on. But yeah, definitely, I wanted him to have a shoot, have a shot. Sorry, and I'm glad he did.
3: <laughs> it's a spectacular goal, isn't it, Liam? But we know he's got it in his locker. Um, what is this? What is the potential limit to Jordan Gibson? Do you think where 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 can his talent end if we can get that consistency out of him? Where, where can we take him?
1: That's a, that's a very Lovely. big question. That, well, um, <laughs> <laughs> let's just focus on getting him top end of League One first um, before we start worrying about anything any higher. But uh, I, think, I think at the minute he's a good League One player and he's proved that, um, which I doubted at the start of the season. He's, he's proved me wrong. He's proved he can be at this level. Um, and I've got judgments about where his potential lies Wrong in the past, so I'm I'm not going to say anything more because maybe he could go on to be even better than he is now. But um, I didn't think it could be as good as he is now when when he was playing last year. Um, so I, I he shocks me all the time. He really does surprise me. He's one of them players that you know, who knows how high he can go. Maybe he'll be playing in the Premier League in two years. Who knows? But um, yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see. Hopefully, with us at least, anyways. Max, it'll it, it, well, it,
3: be nice. It is the kind of run though after this hat trick, and obviously we will talk about actually first we'll talk about the we'll talk about the last goal and then I'll come back to you on this one. We'll talk about the 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 finale goal as as we can call it now. Um to send your goalkeeper off before the 90th minute is a very odd decision, but it is something that Bolton decided to do on the day, and it was very much as in swinging corner intended for the target of the goalkeeper's head. But more for them as the Carla United defense. Dealt with it incredibly well. In fact, it was John Mellish who headed out and who else? But the man on a hat-trick, Jordan Gibson, burst through on goal. Apparently, in a match interview, he said that Alfie McCalmont was whining and twinging for the ball, but there was obviously no chance. The man on his hat-trick decided to take the ball forward himself and placed a very nice shot towards the centre of the goal, rounding off his first ever professional career hat-trick. You can't think of a player who deserves it more this season. He's worn his heart on his sleeve, absolutely. Rounding off a fantastic afternoon, which would have started very difficultly for a lot of Carlisle United fans. Jordan Gibson the hero on the day surely team of the week or month is in is very near future add into that fantastic goal he scored against peterbury united on the tuesday night as well let's not forget that um We've already spoken about where is the limit and where is the ceiling for Jordan Gibson. Max, I'm very aware that you have some match reactions from some of our listeners, and I'm sure that they've got their opinions on Jordan Gibson. So I do not want to trample on any of their feet. Um, I'll let you dive in with how the fans felt about the 3-1 victory against
2: Bolton. Yeah, so as you can expect, it was very jubilant. Uh, from everyone who got in touch. Not just people who messaged, but um, people who I spoke to in person as well. Um, So I'll start off with um, Ellie Ritchie, who I know has contributed before, so thank you very much. So she said absolutely amazing atmosphere, the performance and the attendance was amazing. Gibbo getting better every game. And And also another mention who hasn't been mentioned by any of us, Sam Lavelle. Um, had a had a great game, yeah. he said. Yeah, and I'd have to agree. Obviously, when someone gets a hat trick, the defender who's played well behind him is often forgotten about. But yeah Sam Laval has a great game. Yeah. Um. Also, sorry about my voice. I I'm still recovering from Saturday. We're recording this on Monday night, so <laughs> <laughs> apologies about that. Um. Next one, Macaulay M- McKay. Um. So. Wembley vibes, fans were unreal, and the players matched it with the performance. Every single player put a shift in, and Hurley Ho- cannot be dropped now for me. Yeah, Holy as well. I think he did make one mistake uh, in the second half, I think it was. But it didn't lead to anything, and he was otherwise you know, pretty solid. Um, do you
3: think? Um, do you think because Anderson's here on loan, and a lot of time, like we saw it before, was it last season or the season before that with Jensen? You see it with loan goalkeepers when they've had their opportunity in the first team, and they and they come away from the first team. A lot of the time, that loan gets cancelled potentially. Um, do Do you think there's there's sort of room or scope for that to happen?
2: No, I don't, to be honest, because um, a loan obviously. Anderson's made probably two or three mixed mistakes. Two of them massive. He's also pulled off some really good saves. So it's like, it'll it'll be up to Simo, but I still would have Anderson in net, uh, purely on the, the the belief that there's no way he can have another nightmare of a game. Uh, You'd put, put Anderson back in and goal. Ability.
3: you put Anderson back. in and No,
2: goal. only no, not I wouldn't start him, but. <laughs> If holly really got injured, choice, I wouldn't. Right. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be like. I'd. I'd. I wouldn't be kind of cancelling his loan and getting someone else in. Okay. So I think he's an all, he's an all right backup if we if he needs if we need him. But yeah. And also, what a friend of the show, Jamie Devitt. I know hey. he got in, in touch with you. <laughs> Shout out to Jamie Devitt. And then yeah, so he. Basically reiterated what everyone's thinking, and that Gib- Gibbo was unbelievable, and he has been this season, which 100 I agree with, and I think he's only going to get better. It's nice to see him doing like so well at the minute.
3: Yeah, it's beautiful, And also, man.
2: good luck to uh, good luck to Jamie uh, working in as well.
3: Yeah, it'll make it worth going yeah. down there for once.
2: <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa,
1: whoa, whoa,
3: no, whoa. <laughs> your second team's working, too, but my second team's Carlisle City. <laughs> mm-hmm. We've seen
1: what happens when they play Jewish, so uh yeah. <laughs> yeah, they draw. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, sorry lads. Uh, we'll we'll move we'll move on to uh, our man of the matches and it's Wills one and only solo appearance on the episode. I'm going to play you his contribution.
2: Hey, guys.
1: Liam's Max. I'm just about to set off to Glasgow, so I won't be there tonight, but I was just going to
0: leave my man of the match um, it's not a long one because I don't think there's any surprise that mine is Jordan Gibson. Yeah. Not even just because of the hat trick that he scored. Um,
1: even like listening to the match on the radio when he'd only scored the penalty so far, he sounded like our most dangerous player, and he's been he's been getting really good lately as well. So I think a
0: fully deserved man of the match, Jordan Gibson.
3: Yeah, I'd have to say that's pretty fair. Like Jordan Gibson, it's going to be very hard for anyone to not give it to Jordan Gibson. I'll be very surprised if any of you don't give it to Jordan Gibson because I'm giving mine to Jordan Gibson as well. Uh, Liam, who are you giving him out of the (laughs) match to?
1: Um, Yeah, I'm going to give it to Jordan Gibson, but very, very, very special mention to Alfie McCallum, who, you know, even putting the doubt in my mind that, I, you know, there was a small part of me that wanted to give it to Alfie McCalman And when another player scored a hat trick, that's a very, very big accomplishment from him, because uh, he was just absolutely fantastic. You know, a lot has been said about how Jordan Gibson played, but that is by far Alfie McCalman's best p- performance in a Carlisle shirt as well.
3: Yeah, fair to say, fair to say. And Max, I mean, come on, mate, who are you going to give your medal, <laughs> Max? Too.
2: Yeah, Gibson. Massive congratulations <laughs> to him on his hat trick. Yeah, but yeah, McCalmont amazing. Um, Some level class as well. Uh, to be fair, all the yeah. players put a real shift in. You could tell they were all sort of in it one hundred and ten percent. And yeah, all around, a really good, good game for all of us.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, it won't be the first time this season we've all agreed, and uh, but like, surely this time nobody can really blame us for arguing. It is have to be the Hat trick hero Jordan Gibson, congratulations to him. Um, sure, he's gonna trelish, treish, treish, trelish, treasure, treasure, cherish, <laughs> Tre- cherish. It was like treasure and cherish <laughs> in the Trelia. same word. <laughs> he's gonna cherish that man of the match ball, uh, for many years to come. Uh, lads, we're gonna do that bit where we look ahead to next week's opponents and we're talking uh, about Leighton Orient on the weekend because, as we said earlier, um, you know, we don't really. Believe in that other cup. It's like uh, it's like Santa Claus at this age to us. Um, but yeah, um, yeah. it's it's time to give our predictions for the late Orient game. They've done quite well uh this weekend. They beat Reading to one, but the form has been stuttering. The sixteenth in the league, but they have won three out of their last four uh, matches. Or oh, sorry, three out of the last five matches, drawing one and losing one. Um, so they, you know, they they're doing pretty well, but it's at Brunton Park. They've got to come all the way up yeah. here and surely after that amazing weekend at Bolton, it's going to be buzzing at Brunton Park. Max, what's your prediction for the late Orient game?
2: Yeah, I think we win 2-0. But I was just thinking then, I'm, with new formation, I think although we're going to be scoring a lot more, I think we are going to probably be conceding more as well. So I might go 2-1. Or three one maybe, but I think we're going to win. Yeah, I think there's going to be a massive crowd there. Yeah, so if you if you're listening, definitely get yourself down. It's going to be going to be a good day.
3: Got to come down. Got to come down. Uh, Liam, what are you saying?
1: Yeah, look, I've 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 made that trip, um, late into Carlisle. It's not a nice road trip at all. It's ridiculously long, and uh, yeah, they're they're not going to be able to cope with it. I don't think, um. You know, you say they're in good form. Bolton are in better form coming into it, and we absolutely slap them up. So, uh, in our own backyard as well, I think we'll, we'll, we'll beat them 3 uh, 0. I say, yeah.
3: Wow. Um, okay. Okay. That's 3-0. some confidence. Come on. I like that. I like that. I like that. I mean, I'm not, I mean, I have to agree with Max, but I have to agree with Liam at the same time. And the perfect way to do that is to say 3 1. Um, <laughs> I feel like yeah, we're going to be more attacking, but it does leave us more vulnerable at the back. The back line does look really good, but the front line also looks very fruitful. Uh So yeah, free one. Can I add to- um,
1: an extra layer that Thomas Hall is going to save a penalty?
3: Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: we'll see if that happens next week mate we'll see if that happens next week uh, but right now lads it's time to play everybody's favourite game oh guessing yeah it's time for Guessing the
0: Player Guessing the Player Guessing, guessing the, player. the Player
3: Guessing the player. player come on boys we know guessing what it's called a it's called Guessing, a player. guessing right, the Player that's right because it's time a head-to-head between Liam and Max. It's round two between the two youngest members of the Cumbrian Brain Trust and it's a top of the table clash with Max sitting in first place and Liam just sitting behind so i can tell you exactly where the league standings lie at the moment it's max city with four points and wills and liam both sitting in second place on two points each and myself finally on the board with one point uh against you Liam, uh, my uh, my yes. point came against. Uh, so the last time you played Guessing the player, it ended in defeat. How are things going to change against top of the table Max this week? You're very much the underdog, sir.
1: Um, yeah, it's more of a thing of I need to win because I can't let that gap grow anymore. For, um, not just for my good, but for the good of the entire league. Um, <laughs> we we can't we can't have a Man City situation here. So, uh, yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so basically you're just trying to stop him from running away from the league that's your main motivation uh, Max surely your motivations the opposite of that you want to run away with the league yeah.
2: <laughs> I need to get the gap growing yeah so I think I'm on a bit of a, a lucky streak to be honest so as many points as I can get no there's no luck in this game good. it's all skill <laughs> all skill all talent. <laughs>
3: Well, last last week we did change things up slightly for Wills, who was having a solo episode, in the sense that we let Wills choose questions one, two, or three to prove and debunk the rumour that the last clue is the easiest clue. It's the fact that it's a combination of three clues, gentlemen. That's what the truth is. That's what the truth is. Uh, but we're going to keep the league rules the same, this week just so the audience are all on the same page so that basically means i have the order this week it's liam's turn to go first if you get it right on your first attempt you get three points if you get it right on your second attempt you get two points and if you get it right on the last attempt you get one point gentlemen the rules have been set it's time to play Guessing the player, here we go gentlemen The first clue in guessing the player this week Is This player was called up To the England under 18s Squad For his one and only appearance In the year
1: 2013 Oh it's my turn isn't
3: it (laughs) Yeah you're going first this week
1: Okay Um, One and only appearance in the under, under 18s is it you said
3: under 18 solo appearance 2013.
1: Hmm. Very good question. Uh, da, 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 da. Who's old enough to have played in 2013 still playing? Oh it doesn't have to be anyone still playing, does it, I suppose? No. Um, ooh, um
3: it's a good one because there's so many variables.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it, it doesn't it doesn't reveal much this clue. I'm gonna guess. Um, obviously it has to be someone English. So, did um, Callum O'Hare? Maybe no, no. I'll I'll have to stick with it now that I've said it. But 2013 is far too early, isn't it? I suppose
3: Callum O'Hare. And you think it, it, you already know well it's wrong? Then. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> definitely
1: under eighteen. So, <laughs> no, nah, it's
3: not Callum <laughs> O'Hare. I'm afraid it's not. It's not. But you already knew that, didn't you, yeah, Max? It's your turn to so go next.
2: Right. Um, I'm going to go with Alex Gilead.
3: Alex Gilead for the opportunity to take a five-point lead at the top of the guessing player table. But you're wrong, I'm afraid, Max. It's not Alex Gilead. So the second clue in guessing the player this week, and we're obviously back to Liam, is the fact that this player won promotion in 2021, and then two years later, won promotion with the Cumbrians in
1: 2023. Oh, Christ! No, um, right, so it's it, it's it's someone who was kind of still here, or at least got promoted last season. Um, I'm just going to put it out there: Barra is not in Cumbria. No matter what people say So I'm not uh... <laughs> Barra is <laughs> not in Cumbria <laughs> So I'm not in good. Well they didn't get promoted anyways did they So that, that wouldn't have mattered
3: not in but
1: Are you allowed to clarify whether it means Carlisle or not Or is it just the Cumbrians Well
3: um, I mean I'm, I'm going to leave it open Yeah I'm going to leave it open okay. It says Cumbrians, I'm going to leave it open
1: Yeah because I'm trying to think Because Work It and Reds also got promoted I'm giving Max too many clues now but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think I can name many of them players so um, who else got promoted no it's going to be Carl who got promoted a couple of years earlier as well is it oh uh, is he old enough to have played in 2013 though is it Sam Lavelle because he got promoted with Markham as well
3: you're saying Sam Lavelle for the opportunity be too, old, too young to tie at the top of the table of Guessing the Player. Max is shaking his head no. And he's it's not young. right, I'm afraid. Yeah, it's not young. right. It's not right, I'm afraid. Too even, young to a feature in the under-18s in 2013, potentially. No, he wasn't but... even with
1: us last season. What am I saying?
3: He wasn't either. Um, but also, yeah. we're going to pass things over to Max with his second opportunity to extend his lead at the top of the Guessing the Player table. Do you need a reminder of the clue?
2: Yeah, I'll I'll just buy myself some more thinking
3: time. So this player won promotion in 2021 as well as winning promotion with the Cumbrians in 2023.
2: Um, I'm going to go with Alfie McCallmon. I'm with the thinking that he went up with leads in 2021.
3: It's not a bad shout from Max, who once again has an opportunity to extend his lead at the top of the guessing the play of the league table. But not this time, I'm afraid, as the opportunity goes back to Liam and there's one point left to play for. It's not enough to put you top of the league, but it is enough to dent Max's top of the table ambitions For the foreseeable future at least. But uh, Liam. The final clue is that this player signed for Carlisle United in January twenty twenty two. Okay, right.
1: January signing. Who'd we get? We got I don't want to say anything out loud in case.
3: <laughs> it's like, well, no, we're,
0: we're.
1: <laughs> I can only think of one player we signed in that January, but I don't know if he. Who he'd have got promoted with a couple of years before. Because mm. I'm not even sure he was in the country. Well, it's not to be with the country, I suppose, is it? Mm. You're looking semi confident. I'm not confident at all. It's, mm. It's all false confidence. Um, Someone who got promoted. I'm just going through the lineup in my head to see <laughs> if I'm missing someone blatantly obvious. The 2013 thing throws me off as well, because he, he he must be I just
2: realised my last answer was so, so stupid because I've forgotten about the first clue. Yeah. <laughs> well I don't think I can't want twenty eight. Yeah. I'm trying to think how
1: old yeah. players would have been in twenty thirteen, because twenty thirteen doesn't sound like a long time ago, but it is ten years ago, eh? Yeah.
3: Um
1: yeah. So they need to Seven,
3: be like 17, 16 in two thousand and thirteen, I guess. Yeah. But I am gonna to have to start. But that, but that kind down. of
1: that kind of gets rid of my my idea now because now we'd be too old. Um back then Oh Jesus. Um we're
3: going into the last twenty seconds.
0: <laughs>
1: um would I want to see? Would it be Joe Garner? That's the only oh, one I can say. But I, think, I think he's with too 10 old. Ten seconds bro.
3: left to go on the clock. He's saying, Joe Garner! It's not Joe Garner, I'm afraid. It's too old. It's not Joe Garner. Uh, Joe Garner joined the club in 2023. Uh, last January, I believe. Uh, Max, it's over to you. With your last opportunity to extend your lead at the top of the guest and the player table, who are you? I know it guessing, is now, sir. Oh, <laughs> Liam's Liam's <laughs> gone off on one.
2: Um, I, I don't know who it is, but I'm just gonna say, um, Christian Dennis.
3: I'm gonna say Christian Dennis. It's the right transfer window. But it's the wrong answer, I'm afraid, gentlemen. Can I guess who it is? Played yourself into a draw, which means no points for anyone. Liam, you want to play for pride, though. Uh, Who do you think it is?
1: Because he got promoted with Sutton. Is it it, Toby Shaw-Silver?
3: It is Toby Show Silver. It is. It is Toby Show Silver. But it's after the buzzer. The point won't count, I'm afraid. (laughs) Um, It still remains Max at the top of the table with four points. Liam and Wills in second place joint with two points each and myself on one point at the bottom of the table. Lads, it was a good game. It was a good game. Uh, and obviously, you know, it was it was good enough for you to have guessed it in the end, obviously just in the added time, unfortunately, or the not added time. Uh, you ran out of time. Uh, so there's no points, nil pois today on guessing the player. And that's a bit of a bum note to have to end the podcast on on. Uh, to be completely honest. <laughs> uh, so I don't want to end it on that note. Uh, we're going to talk to Max about his new stickers. Uh, Max has got some new stickers printed. He's selling them and he's going to tell you how you can get in contact with him and get hold of your stickers. So Max, I'll hand over to you. How can you do that?
2: Yeah, so Colin out news on Instagram. Uh, if you'd seen me at Bolton, I was sort of handing some freebies out, so... Well done if you got some of them, but um, just get in touch, um, send me a DM, and uh, yeah, I'll send you some out. Um, ready for Barnsley if anyone's going there, because I'm I'm thinking about going to Barnsley in November, so no doubt they'll be plastered everywhere in Barnsley town centre. Hopefully, so yeah, get in touch if you're interested. I don't want to Instagram to uh, see what they look like, yeah
3: yeah and also you know get in touch uh, with your match reactions after every game uh, also to the Carlisle United uh, fan news page uh, that Max runs you can put them on my page as well uh, obviously I had a couple of DMs on there you can also throw them on Liam's YouTube comments uh, as well Liam will give your comments to Max uh, and, and obviously Max can use those here on the podcast so yeah Liam if you're alright you know just screenshotting yep, yep. some of your comments section over to Max you can use that in the match reactions as well I'm uh, Really enjoying getting to know a lot of reoccurring people uh, that are that are leaving comments uh, for the Blue Army podcast for all of us to to listen to Ellie today uh, being a sort of reoccurring uh, listener that's that's asking questions yeah. and getting involved. Really appreciate that. Uh, it really feels different to have that extra dynamic. Be a part of the podcast recently coming in uh, to be able to interact with listeners. Uh, and on that much much higher note gentleman, then a snore draw guessing the player, there isn't really anything else left to say apart from bye for now bye for now